Sedi, tulete kwa nini kikombe ya maji. My name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabil. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, Beach, uh, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Let's let's speak about the Champions League first. Obviously, the Champions League is tomorrow. Um, after speaking about the Europa League, we're going to speak about the the biggest game of the season. I think um, it's, this is compared to the Super Bowl. This is actually the Super Bowl of football because it's the biggest game. Obviously, it's not the most expensive because the Championship final has that. But this is actually the biggest game of the season. It's an this is actually a final in which an English team is assured of the trophy. We don't know which English team it will be, but we are sure we know the Champions League is going back to England. Um, the blue side of Manchester, the blue side in London, obviously these guys are playing. Um, we have a Manchester City fan on the on the on the board right now, but we have two Chelsea fans. Um, I think Mutoni has a lot to say about this final. Obviously, Chelsea are the massive. Which is actually something that you do not hear quite often. Chelsea are the underdogs coming into the final. Manchester City, obviously the Premier League champions, the Carabao champions. Um, they can be the UEFA Champions League final um, champions. By, by Pablo. Go on. I was about saying this matter as a as someone from North London. Yeah, man. Um, can we can we let Mutoni go first, and then we'll come to North London, guys? Because you guys, you guys have not got into the big final. In, uh, <laughs> I think I think I think Linus has a as as a more as more of a say when it comes to Champions League finals than than Caleb. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sir. Hey. do you guys think you will win? Or obviously you're hoping. Okay, okay, okay. You, you see, you see, when 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 you when you're doing probability, who will win? Who will win? Now, first you have to put many factors into consideration. Mm-hmm. One, look at the the psychological effect of the previous games um, when you when you go to this final. Mm-hmm. Like uh, since since Chelsea qualified for the final, I think uh, I don't know players lost their concentration because some some. You have been playing some, some stupid football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
<laughs> I think I think that's a very bad psychological it has a very, a very bad psychological effect when I'm going to final then number 2 uh, look at look at the tactical approach of the managers uh, in, in terms of tactics I think uh, both managers are, are very very wise tactical because, uh, better than only ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah then um, also uh, look, look at look at look at the uh, city's journey from the previous seasons like uh, you see you see the, the season liverpool reached the final they were not able yeah. to take it to me yeah. then uh, look at man city the season they finished the semi final yeah. yeah then uh, they have tried and they are in the final yeah. so <clears throat> them losing this final i think they need it more than you yeah. yeah, because uh, you see chelsea We were, we were we were lost somewhere in the season <laughs> then we found a savior yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we, can, <laughs> we can now talk with confidence but um i think man city has the favorites but um this is for the it's a final man it's 50-50 <laughs> yeah man yeah much any uh, obviously obviously you think you guys are doing obviously you must be confident that Chelsea are going to win okay tomorrow. okay you know in this final like you said we are the underdogs here and you know this, this season when you look at Chelsea when we when we're playing against big teams we definitely have the underdogs this season we have we have gone all out to play big games we have i think this this season we have won more big more big matches than when when, when when you see these small teams from the bottom ten Aston Villa yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> so I, i as much as I'm tensed up really i um i have all faith Chelsea that we are going to win this yeah. we're going to bring the trophy back in london yeah so that's basically it Linus, I have a question for you. Do you understand the fact that Chelsea are underdogs and yet they have won twice this season against Man City? And obviously, do you actually do you think it's a tactic because um Tuchel actually said that Ngolo Ngolo is not fit, Ngolo has a hamstring issue. Um he said that Mendy is not fit, Mendy has a as a as a broken as I think an an injured rib or something. Linus, do what do you think, man? Uh, I wouldn't say the underdogs. Okay, fine. Uh when Tuchel came in, they were 10th. He's getting them to fourth. Yes, in comparison, uh given, you know, Guardiola has been trying this for four years, Tuchel just five months, then you could say the underdogs. What I would say is that they don't have, they don't have the pressure that City and Guardiola would be feeling. Um which could actually work in their favor because you know the team talk will probably took a little bit like go there and play your game you know no one expected you to be here but you know just make the most out of it mm, also given that they've bested guardiola side uh, for the last two matches yeah. i do think they have a chance although i still remain confident in my prediction that city will uh, win the game 2-0 <laughs> like like you know like they said it's football you could you know vana could have a reawakening and you know change his fortune the final it's all there it's all there you know chemo vana to just remember the final but you see yeah. <laughs> um circumstances have changed Yeah. yeah you see you see you see football football is not, football is not static football is dynamic yeah. football 
Yeah. So we start comparing the public of 2012 uh, and, and today. Uh, but you see, you see, you see, these these are youngsters. We have. I think they have given their all to deserve to be here. So I, they, they'll go, they'll go to much that that much with that mentality that they they should come home with at least a trophy. Anyway, but. Then you see, in as much as we are saying Chelsea have beaten Man City twice already this season, mm-hmm. you see, <laughs> let, 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 let's just be, let's just be, let's just be critical here, yeah, critical thinkers. <laughs> like you see, this game we beat Man City. I, I, I <laughs> and and that was not the real Guardiola because ideally, for the past since Guardiola came to Man City. I've really hated watching Chelsea versus Man City. These guys, they really crush us. It's, it's like we have stolen them. <laughs> but, but, but lately, yeah, but of late, yeah, I feel like lately, 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 they're not playing 100. percent Yes. So, so tomorrow. So you're saying so because, because look, at, look, even look at the the press conference is hard. Yeah. The type of comment. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very you confident. See, you see when you see Guardiola saying. Commit me twice. This one just another competition. <laughs> See, when Gabriela when Gabriela talks like that, um, of course, of course, you have to, right? but uh, you're very tough. Yeah. I can assure you, then people of one team doing that click, scoring good good things. Um, I also, I think, I think he said in, in his press conference, he said he was asked about a, a, a referee, a referee that he actually had a, has a very bad relationship with. Um, the referee will actually be the ref tomorrow for, for the Champions League final. He was asked if he had spoken to the referee um, beforehand. He said he hadn't. Um, he said he could care less about the referee, and he was asked, "So what will you do?" He said, "He said he'll do nothing." He said, "He said." I, um, you you cannot imagine the amount of confidence that I have in my team and what we have to do. <laughs> Basically, um, I for me I saw that as a threat. I saw that as a threat. I think actually listening to Guardiola's press conference is actually very frightening. Actually, because Rachel's fan is very frightening. Caleb, Caleb. And as ju- just as I'm saying that he has left the pod. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll push this to Linus. Linus, do you think the fact that obviously Chelsea beat Porto um, to get to the final at some point in the semi-finals, yeah. So um, do you think um, the fact that Chelsea have played in Porto, obviously they have played at this stadium, do you think that's, that gives them an advantage? Uh, no, not really. Not really. I mean, it was, it was a single game. Uh, now you want to make it sound like it was... Uh, playing in the Estadio Dodragao once, I don't think it actually <laughs> gives them any advantage at all. What I would say, if, if, it's, if it's true that uh, Kante is injured, then the chances are much slimmer than if he was in the team. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Because he, he, makes, he, makes, he makes the uh, that Thomas Tuchel system tick. He's, I think, the most pivotal player. Him missing will will clearly be something people would enjoy. Yeah. Um Marsh is Cobham's basically Cobham's um press press manager, <laughs> I think. So I can I, assure you guys Mendy and, should give us... and Kante are uh, okay with Mendy I, he'll he'll definitely start. He must start. That I can assure you. Yeah, Kante, I think even if he's seventy five percent fit, 
you should start because you know you know as Lena said it's pivotal to a whole Chelsea you know you know when you look at, at our yes, games yes, without goal yes, you, know, you you feel like something's really missing that that yeah. that squad so i am I'm, i'm hopeful i'm confident that Mendy and Golo Kanté will start yeah and we'll see we'll see we'll see about that tomorrow another reason why um, man city still have an upper hand <laughs> You see, uh, look, look, look at these two previous games. We claim to have beaten Man City. You see, you, see, you, cannot, you cannot claim to have beaten a Fernandinho-less Man City, a De Bruyne-less Man City, yeah. a Mares-less Man City. Yeah. You, you wait and see that left-footed guy tomorrow. I get that guy. I get that guy. Okay. Then my man Alonso starts. Oh. I also I, I think I also said I will back the the play Man City with Mares, KDB and Gundogan. Those three players actually they they're really really <sighs> Those three players are yeah. You know when you have those three players in your team you have the, all the confidence they are the confidence in the world that you gonna who, who did you say KDB KDB Gundogan and Mares those they three players, are mandala those three they players, are mandala. Man, those players I, I think those are three players that are tested tested up about in tomorrow's final yeah. uh, I guess we'll have to see what what Thomas Tuchel will do to, to counter those three players yeah. Yeah, but they, but uh, it will partly depend with the performance in the past If players like Timoana just squander. <laughs> <laughs> But you forget, you know, forget it. You know, that guy never comes back in the game. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, you can tell you can tell that the pod is very emotional right now. <laughs> <laughs> because, because 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 ideally look, look at how Man City defense is is solid, yeah. you see. So, when you have somebody like Timoana, like look look at look at the the game we lost last. Yeah. I mean, you are you are a center forward. Yeah. You have four chances in first half. They're both but okay. Not over the bar. Over the bar. Yeah. What kind yeah. of yeah. striker are you? I can give you a good example. Is to remember when Yeah. scored three goals. In I think tomorrow tomorrow we need Kovana as as a, as a winger more to you know that is his speed that's why you call him Tabotimo with this speed you know I think he'll he'll give Walker problems what definitely do, what do they call him Tabotimo oh Tabotimo Tabotimo man you obviously Chelsea fans do not know how to name their players <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously Chelsea fans do not know what name their players. But basically, um, obviously, obviously, um, I think the, the the last two games that you guys won, um, Tomovana started to yes, see yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think now we can have a set up for what? Yeah. Do you will start tomorrow? Obviously, no, I don't. I don't really think Zeh will start tomorrow. I think he will come on as a, as a, as a because uh, you see when you have 
you have Pulisic in that in that same wing, and then over 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 this left side you have with with uh, with Thomas Tuchel's formation he, he usually plays Mount Mount Mokana and Kai Havertz sort of or Mount Pulisic and Kai Havertz up top. So I don't I don't really think ZH starts that game, but I would think he would come on as as a substitute. I'm surprised these people are not ranking to Movana. I mean you can see that because um the way uh the way Chelsea have won their their last two matches against Man City was exploiting you know their biggest weakness, which is that high line that they play with. And Vana and Pulisic tomorrow can just run havoc with their pace, you know, getting in behind. So I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Vana shows up, then Chelsea could win, will win if he shows up. Because yeah. he can be devastating, on, you know, back when, although he hasn't reflected it at Chelsea, when he was at Leipzig, yeah, he could be devastating on his day. Yeah. Man, but basically, I think, I think Ngolo can't, much said Ngolo will, will start, um, even if he's 75% fit. I think if Ngolo is 5% fit, Ngolo will start. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, at least have a chance and also and also final start yeah and also i think if mendy is not fit i think i think if mendy is not fit i think caballero will start if mendy and caballero are not fit i think you guys will put someone else in goal i don't think you guys will put... <laughs> <laughs> you see you see, you see, think... you see sometimes sometimes i wonder if zabalaga yes he has taken some beats because he doesn't want to catch the ball <laughs> happening. Just if, if we go to penalties, I think uh, Mendy should come off for Caballero. Yeah. Uh, because Caballero is best known for penalties. He just three UEC. <laughs> yeah, also, also I, think, I think for me, the key is City for this for this game. City need to actually come, because the team on top, they're like Man United in the Europa League final, they're the team on top, they need, they're the favorites. They need to come out performing really well. If yeah. the game actually drags on and and they allow Chelsea to come back into the game, I think this will be, it would be a, it would actually be very easy for Chelsea to steal a win. I um, in Porto. And also when you, it's when you look very at, important for City that they start on the front. When you, when you look at both coaches, they're very good tactically. Yeah. So I think tomorrow both coaches will will look to uh, what what has what. What can I do to counter this yeah. this this side? What yeah, basically, do, you know. Yeah, basically, basically tomorrow will be yeah. chess. Like Unai was More. playing chess, and Oli basically was playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> but Pep, Pep has a habit of overthinking. Yeah, but but because I think you guys should go back and listen to the Super Bowl ep- episode. I was talking about the Super Bowl. I was proving the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are playing the ba- the Tampa Bay Bucks, and. Obviously, the Chiefs are a good side, but the Bucks are also a good side. So, I, but the Bucks had basically everything, everything to kill the Chiefs. And in this game, the City have everything basically to kill Chelsea. And if they actually, if it doesn't, if they don't do that, it would, it would be very, it would be, sho- it would be very shocking. That's why shocking. It would be very shocking. 
Yeah. Like those, obviously, if you're in Kakamega, if you're in Joyland, and you know Evans, come on, I do Evans. Evans and Uzanga Nyanya Joyland. I told him he's, he's a Man City fan. Basically, yeah. no one can knock him out of, of, of Man City. I told him if I told him actually when they were playing Paris, I told him if anyone who wins this Paris um, um, City basically semi-final will win the Champions League. I don't care between Real Madrid or Chelsea. I don't care who wins there, but anyone who wins the semi-final will win it. And I actually told him if you guys don't win this year because this year teams have been teams have been weaker. Um, City obviously have they have adapted very well. They didn't start really well, but they have adapted really well. If City don't win this year, I don't I don't think they'll have any other chance soon. Even if the dealer signs another contract, I think they'll, they'll get this chance again. And I don't also think it's basically City's it's City's turn, man, for Aguero to live with, with the Champions League. I mean, it's actually the icing on the top that Aguero doesn't have. He has five Premier League titles. This is the icing on, on the cake. But uh, let me let me ask you guys something. See, in football, history history repeats itself. It does, man. Yeah. It does, so man. let me ask you one question: Is there a single team which has ever managed to beat the final fast and, and win? I don't think so. So, City... so uh, th- th- that that might be a record that City would have just. But I think I think basically they should they should play um whatever KDB was playing in the in the PSG games false nine or number ten whatever role KDB was playing he should play that tomorrow I think Aguero will be will be a super sub that will might come in I think Mares should start I think Foden should not start I think Foden should basically come in and terrorize um no, guys no, so where yeah, I, I think I think I think Sterling should start <laughs> basically. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll just go around and, and do a quick prediction, basically. Linus, do you have a prediction? Yeah, two nil Man City. And, yeah, unless, unless of course, unless of course Pep, you know, decides to start, you know, Aguero left back, Kyle Walker as a striker. <laughs> you never know. But you know, if he doesn't overthink like he does, like he has. Two nil, two nil. I mean, and just you know, to put the icing on the cake, Aguero gets the the winning goal. The the two, they were you know. The goal to make themselves no. Yeah, um, I think um, in the in the Europa in the Europa um, predictions, I think I predicted Man United. You predicted Mutoni predicted um, Villarreal, Linus Villarreal. Much did you give a prediction? Um, so I think I think it's three. Um, basically, one point for Mutoni, one point for Marsh, um, zero for me, one for Linus. So here's another prediction that um, I think we'll we'll wrap up with points. Tony, what's your prediction? Come on. Two one. Two one two. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think we just read my mind because that's what I'm predicting. I think it will go two one to Chelsea. Obviously, these guys are speaking with their hearts, not their minds. That, that is. That is. <laughs> that's if he plays at the wing, not at centre forward. And if Ngolo starts, <laughs> we'll win two one. That's yeah. that's my prediction actually. Um, actually. <laughs> for me, I'm actually going with a very bold prediction, and these numbers actually been recurring in my head ever since uh, ever since this morning. Obviously, uh, Madrid won um, the La Decima 4-1 against Atletico Madrid. They won 4-1, I think, against Juventus uh, or something. Um, I, I forget. Also, uh, they, they won the beat Liverpool 3-1. For me, I think it, it, the game will end 4-1. I think City will win this one 4-1. 4-1. I actually think they have 4-1. enough. Good. 
when when we will Rodriguez be sleeping on his job or, or uh, no i think or, i think we will go long actually 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 think Foden will get two goals i think KDB will get one and Aguero will get one well for Aguero i think he will get one goal that's to to stamp up his legacy as a manchester player because it be his last game but i, I guess that's just it <laughs> <laughs> but we will have to watch for the rebounds. So we're going to speak about the, 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 the changes in management that have happened. We'll actually do this very yeah. fast. Before we do that, um, tomorrow is also the championship final, the playoff final. One man! Brentford! Yes, Brentford. <laughs> Brentford all the way. Brentford all the way, man. I'm not behind Swansea. Obviously, they have Jordan Ayu, who is Ghanaian, who is as black as my skin. But basically, I'm going with Brentford. Ivan Tony, man, come on. Um, it's 170 million pounds that game. It's worth 170 million, which is a lot of money. Basically, um, we're also excited for that. Do you, do you guys want to do a prediction for that also? Brentford Swansea. Yeah, Brentford Swansea. Drew. <laughs> 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 yeah, Linus, do you have a prediction? Uh, I also say 1-1 Brentford win the penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah, Mark? Uh, I think, uh, you know, these championship games, they just, most, of, most of them come, most of them, when you look at 90 minutes, they end up as draw. So I will, I will concur with Linus and Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Bradford will win in the extra time. Yeah, I also I also think Bre- I, I for me I think Brighton will win without penal Brentford. Yeah. I think Brentford will win without penalties, but I think they'll they'll they might need 120 yeah. minutes. I think I think they might need 120 yeah. minutes. But obviously Swansea men they have they have they have a very big um very very experienced squad as well so um it's 50 50 we'll see how it goes um but fabrizio romano who is actually is, is having a very busy summer right now um basically if you're not on twitter in five hours basically you've missed <laughs> like an entire an, an entire story basically no, I, I saw somewhere that uh, somebody was saying uh, we have come at a time that fabrizio, fabrizio romano's uh, updates yeah. are more important than your girlfriend's messages. Yeah, basically, basically, if your girlfriend is texting you, basically, she's going to steal your mind. So basically, updates us when, when obviously, I think he'll be, he'll be at the forefront when Sancho comes to Man United. Obviously, um, I hope I won't get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your girlfriend listens to the podcast. She, she listens. She she retweets <gasps> on a status. She's very man. Supportive. We need we need we need, we need we need to follow Marsha's girlfriend, man. <laughs> She's very supportive. Can you so, can you give us big up big up baby? Can you give us her number? Can you just say no, her number? No, 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 I'm, no. I'm writing it down. Zero seven. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Fabrizio Romano actually. Um, I think Fabrizio Romano is actually the most the most I think important person on football Twitter that, that I can think of. Um, he broke the news on Twitter that Inter Milan and former Chelsea manager Antonio Conte had left the Italian champions just four days, four days after lifting the Scudetto. Inter Milan's first Serie A title in, 
11 years. Since there's a lot on a Serie A title since 2010 with Jose Mourinho. Antonio Conte had a year left on his contract. The contract was worth a whopping 11 million pounds, not euros. And this is after tax. Obviously, this is according to Sky Sports Kavesolekol. If you guys watch Sky Sports, you might know him. Um, the severance fee, the amount of money that um, that actually um, is, is uh, I think Conte is supposed to be paid if if he, if he got sacked was um, seven million pounds, which is a lot of money. Obviously, Ita wanted Conte to stay, but accepting some changes in the team, so they wanted they need to sell some of the players for a figure. The figure is reported to be around eighty million. They need to sell eighty million. I think it's euros this time i think it's 80 million euros worth of players i think there are some players that need to be moved on from that inter side but conte wanted a winning project in which he kept his best slash key players obviously with conte's history man um he's, he's a very troublesome manager as someone obviously i'm not a chelsea fan of i don't usually watch conte's press conferences but looking at someone looking from someone outside looking in he actually seems someone very hard-headed um I actually think Linus should should actually react to this first because basically England um, obviously I think basically you are the you are the person who is actually very intense on when it comes to Italian football. Mm, yeah, I mean Italy. You're about to hear a lot of news from Italy. Um, there'll be a lot of changing in management. Uh, you know, Gattuso left Napoli for Fiorentina. Uh, Inzaghi left Lazio for you know to take up. Contest job at Inter, so there's a lot of a lot of you know that shifting of managers from clubs either within or leaving the league. Um, so right now, Conte has left. Uh, Zidane has left Real. You know, there's a vacuum there. He could Conte could probably end up at Real. You know, being the the general type of figure that he is, that hard-headed figure, he might be what what Real do need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And it also be quite fun to watch, you know, Simeone and Conte just clash heads and see who's the yeah. big man there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for now. Yeah, man. Basically, also like you mentioned, um, the, the the Real Madrid project. Um, obviously, Inzaghi is now at Inter Milan. Inzaghi obviously um, was at AC Milan before he, he has coached Mobile at Lazio this season. Um, but obviously, we'll take the job at Inter Milan. Basically, do you think? Because I think the, the situation with Inter Milan is that their owners, they have I think Chinese owners who have who have, are owners for a team in the, in the in the Chinese Super League. I think Shanghai Shenhua or something. Um, those guys, after winning the the league in China, these guys disbanded that football club. Basically, they, they disbanded it and went home. Basically, um, and so they're deciding to cut costs at Inter Milan. Do you do you think do you understand Conte's um, Conte's um, basically position? Conte's position. Okay. Uh, if if I was Conte, I'd do the same because you see, uh, uh, in football, you, sometimes you don't look. Okay, for, for for the business owners in football, yeah. Sometimes you don't look at. Now you, you have to look at. The effect of which will be tickling even later, yeah. you see, because uh, being able to win that that so you see, I've watched Juventus win that thing since yeah, nine years in a row, they were trying to make ah. it 10. <laughs> I'm now in university, 
you were in class 4 when the first one they the one the first one in 2011 yeah class 5 oh, oh, yeah class 5 then i'm 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 not fair to soul so So I think uh I think uh Conte Conte's just yeah yeah he was him or just the same yeah also the severance fee is 7 million pounds you cannot be mad at getting sacked and getting and obviously it wasn't sacked it was mutual consent but like if if Much do you have anything to say about Conte because uh, I want to jump into it when you look at Conte Conte is that is that coach with the winning mentality yeah. you know you know yeah, Conte he does not he does not settle for second place uh, as a Chelsea fan I've, I've, I've experienced first hand Conte's managerial success because you see when the, the his first season he came he won the league the next season he went on and won the cup good sucked after immediately sucked after So I don't uh, I I think I understand his decision uh, I will if I was in his position I would I will definitely I would definitely leave yeah. because but do you do you do you understand Leinas's um option that um him going to Real Madrid might just be what Real Madrid would need because obviously yeah. they have a 900 million pound debt and 900 million pounds in debt is, is not obviously united have like 500 million but like 900 million pounds in debt obviously i think that building a new stadium obviously the banana is getting renovated i think i think i think you know antonio conte he think i think him going to real madrid will uh, will definitely be worth it mm-hmm. it will be good for real madrid because when when you look at the teams he has as a manager he has been a, he has been very a very successful manager yeah. he won with juventus 3 3 city as yeah okay uh if he goes to real madrid well i think i think he, i think he will, he will he will really he will really bring past bring the the past glory of real madrid to yeah. back to where it is yeah. you know right now real madrid is shambles <laughs> and that's how you bet the you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and it, it, it's actually just because you know United fans like saying United is the biggest club in the world. Real Madrid have actually yeah. got into the semi-finally the Champions League. Uh, they have just missed out on La Liga by a point. Yeah. And yeah. this is, this is, has been one of their worst seasons. Yeah, like I said, and Real Madrid is a winning mentality yeah. coach. So I think yeah. if, if if there is a chance that he, that Real Madrid will take him, I think they should go. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, because uh, one, Conte is he has a winning mentality. Yeah. Uh, you've just mentioned Madrid, 900 million euros. 900 million pounds. pounds Not euros. Days. Pounds. Euros. Oh. I think it's close to 1.1 million. Conte is 1.1 billion. Conte is that type of manager uh, who likes who likes some specific players. Yeah. And uh, even when he moves, he likes he loves moving those players. Yeah. And like, I can assure you, if Conte goes to Madrid, he'll move with Lukaku. Lukaku must come. You remember, <laughs> you remember that time when 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 uh, they were battling uh, with uh, Lukaku when when Mourinho stole stole. Yeah. Yeah. Lukaku, so yeah. so I think uh, uh, Conte will demand a lot of players, and um, given the situation Madrid in right now, I think uh, they won't they won't be able to comply. With what Conte needs for a start, that yeah. yeah, because look, look, look at Madrid. Uh, most players are 
obviously someone needs to put a pressure on Perez it is actually getting headed getting out of hand we saw his interview with El Chiringuito during the European Super League um, fiasco which was one of the worst football interviews ever um so something needs to happen but i don't think i don't think um there is someone that Perez will actually go for but it's um basically Real Madrid actually need to do something because as a club it's actually crumbling um the fact that Zinedine Zidane actually wants to leave um Ronaldo obviously it seems that his situation at Juventus is actually very shaky at the moment but i don't think he, he has Real Madrid as one of his options <clears throat> basically um it, it, i think this summer will be very interesting to see just just what happens man because i think most clubs are are in areas and like the big clubs are rebuilding and like small clubs small clubs like I want I don't want to call city a small club but small clubs are coming up basically um we'll see we'll see how it goes man it's going to be a very long summer obviously the euros are coming up we'll see how it goes on um also Lena's Lena's just po- just broke out the the Lazio news but Andrea Pirlo was sacked today by Juventus um obviously they have Massimiliano Allegri was the former coach um obviously one I think three scudettos with Juventus um is set to make a return to Turin Fabrizio actually said that the deal is signed and here we go man. Um Linus, do you want to speak on this? Uh, the return of Allegri. Um Does yeah. it make sense? It, it does. He, he has experience in the league, he's won the league for them. I took when they gave Pillar the job they wanted this a rebuilt job and they saw maybe you know give it to and mm-hmm. they, they would like that immediate success that winning the scudetto every year um yeah it makes sense it makes sense now now the syria you know once 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 uh, this manager shifting has been has has come to a standstill um the syria will look pretty exciting with you know allegri back Mourinho at roma gasperini is atlanta yeah, I, almost, i almost forgot that Mourinho was at roma man yeah, So things things I mean this will be an exciting plan but yeah um, what manager lands where rather at what job yeah yeah obviously obviously Mutoni Mutoni actually we were speaking with Mutoni a while back and he said a very important point that um former players basically should not start becoming managers and obviously Andrea Pirlo this was I think his first job obviously he has little to no experience at at management but Mutoni do, do what do you think um Pirlo was actually this is actually the right fit because obviously Juventus got into the top four they'll be playing Champions League football the next season whether they'll be playing with Cristiano Ronaldo is still yet um be determined but do you think Pirlo was a good um uh manager a right fit for the club I don't obviously so. he's a legend man oh you see you see you see coaching and playing those are two different things you see you, you can you can you can be the greatest legend when playing 
then you can be the, the greatest feeling in another coach. Yeah. yeah, it happens. So, Lampard. yeah. So, I think, <laughs> so, so, so I think, um, I think uh, Philo was doing the right thing. Although, for, for Italian clubs, Italian clubs just need Italian clubs. So, yeah. Juve bringing back Allegri, yeah, 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 I'm just okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, also yeah, they, they, I mean, go on. You see how uh, yeah, this appointing players, especially ex-players on these high drop positions, doesn't really do them any favors because you you expect that the CV as a player will somehow transfer into the CV as a manager. Whereas you've seen, you know, the top managers at the moment do actually have to start somewhere. You know, you start small and then work your way up. Otherwise, you'll have your Lampards who has an incredible CV, <laughs> but you know, you, where, where, where do you see him, you know, do you see him uh, landing a Chelsea job again before maybe he has to, you know, take a step back? Um, yeah. People even, people even say that he's not, he wouldn't be a great fit for, like, the Crystal Palace job that Hudson left. Yeah, I also uh, don't think he's a great fit. Yeah, I mean, so, you contrast that with, uh, you know, a player like Javi who, has been, you know, honing his craft at Al Saad, and now he's mm-hmm. in contention for the uh, new Barcelona manager. Which makes sense, you know, that's there's, there's that progression uh, that mm-hmm. most these upcoming managers are lacking and, and rather failing to um to explore, you know, when they handed the big jobs right away. Yeah. Um, also, because it's. It's, I think I think also Spanish managers should also stay in Spain. Like the next Real Madrid managers will not be Italian, should not be Conte, should be someone from Spain, someone who is actually a fan of Real Madrid, someone who is actually smart enough that is obviously Conte is tactical. Challenge. Ronald Koeman is not for me. Ronald Koeman is not the the manager that actually is frightening at Barcelona. Someone that should beat Barcelona basically in every classical. Obviously, they love Aguero and Ronaldo. It's different, and it will be different next season. But they need they need someone there as well. Um, someone that we don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. The last thing that we're going to talk about is Tottenham Hotspurs. Obviously, Linus's team. These guys from North London. I wish Caleb was here to speak on this. Tottenham. Obviously, I think Caleb is very scared of Pochettino. These guys are <laughs> these guys are getting basically in almost every North London derby. Um, Tottenham Hotspurs have contacted former manager and current Paris Saint-Germain boss um, Maurizio Pochettino about a possible return to North London. Early news is Pochettino is actually interested in a move back to the club. Um, we all know he still has a good relationship with Daniel Levy, even after he was sacked 18 months ago. Um, Linus, my, my, I want you to answer this first, man. Will Poch be back at, um, at uh, in North London? Um, basically, Will this move convince Harry Kane to stay? Okay, yes, he could. I, I believe the way, the, way, the way this story has been reported, there's a high possibility that um, Poch could be back at the club. Yeah. So I believe whether Harry Kane stays or not, it will have to be what conversation they have, you know, Poch, Levy and Kane. Because they need to sit down and say, okay, this is what we want to do now. I know, you know, Ken has had this before when Mourinho came in and Levy said, you know, he's the man to get us trophies, that didn't work out. So I think, I think they really need to sit down with Kane. I believe he'd be willing to actually listen to his power manager. And if they can promise him, and, you know, Levy could also, should also, prom- uh, I believe Levy 
we'll also promise Pochettino that this time will be different than last time. Uh, that he'll have more backing when it comes to transfer markets. There'll be you know appropriate investments and him getting the players he wants. And so yeah, if if those are the conversations they'll have, he could as well say, but it's too early to say for me. I don't I, I really can't say at the moment. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, do you want do you want Poch at Spurs? Or do you want um... Yeah, I, I do want him at Spurs now. Now I do because you know, given that it's the second time around, I believe now now he kind of has some bargaining power because you know he's not unemployed. He's at PSG, a prestigious club, a club that knows he has the full backing. So in order for Levy to actually win him back, he needs to make some um, some promises, some statements, which I hope won't be just statements, but will be actualized along the way. So yeah, I think this would be good. He's the, he's a manager who's gotten the best out of uh, this first side. Yeah. And whenever you whenever you hear people talking about how Spurs play, how Mourinho is not fit, how Spurs play, uh, people forget to remember that how Spurs play was rather the ethos that the club inhibits was molded by Pochettino. So he's the right man. If if, if you want to do this long term project thing and not this you know, short term in trophies, then he's the right man to do this with. Yeah, um, Marsh, do you uh, obviously, obviously, um, Poch actually had, had a very successful stint with Tottenham, um, five years, five years in which they finished against us, they finished on top of Arsenal, I think, twice, which is actually the trophy at Tottenham, <laughs> finishing above. <laughs> but, um, do you think, do you, obviously, there's that one season they finished second, um, they finished, they go to the UEFA Champions League final for the first time. Obviously, they were lucky to, to not win that one. Um, they lost at the hands of Salah. But basically, do you think Tottenham are actually running out of options? That's why they are going back to where to where they came from. A plan that actually didn't work out for them. Or do you think basically um, Daniel Levy has realized that he has made a, yeah, that he made a mistake and he wants to correct it? Okay. Um, I think Daniel Levy realized he made a mistake. He wants to correct it. Uh, I think having Poch back at Tottenham will, will be really will be a game changer for them, I think, mm-hmm. because you know now he's he's at a big club, PSG. Uh, I think he has the that mentality to 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 bring Tottenham back to to being to 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 winning games, to winning trophies. So I think if Poch comes comes back to Tottenham, I think they 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 they'll have a chance. Yeah. Mutoni, do you think, um, do you think if you are a manager, just this is just throwing it out there. If Alan Mutoni was a manager, and somehow you are the man, you are the manager to some great players, including Neymar Junior, Kylian Mbappe. You are the manager to Di Maria. You are the manager to players like Kimpembe. Would you would you want to come to Tottenham to to basic and basically you are playing in a league that you could win the title every single year, and you you are challenging for the Champions League every single year. Would you want to come to a club that basically has almost zero chance of winning the title every year and basically cannot challenge for the Champions League. I can look at it as two dimensions. One, uh, do you want personal qualification as a manager? Two, do you want competitive, competitiveness as a manager? And I personally believe when you are somewhere competitive, you are growing. And also, do you think because it's it's actually 
Linus, correct me if I'm wrong. Has Pochettino won a trophy at Paris? Because the French Cup. Did, did he win the French Cup? Yeah, he won the... the yeah, whatever the... Yeah, the League Cup. The League French yeah. Cup he did. Uh, I yeah, think Monaco uh, 2-0. Uh, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, I think for, for for a manager that oh, obviously Paris have won the Ligue 1 for uh, the past few seasons, for a manager that has actually failed to to win the, the league for Paris, which is actually a no-brainer for them during the start of the season, and he actually failed to beat Man City to take them back to the final in which they lost, a final in which they would be the favourites if they are playing Chelsea tomorrow. Do you think um, this actually makes sense for Spurs to go to someone who is actually whose resume is not that impressive, especially considering he has a very good side at the moment. Okay. The, the time was first with the UCL final. Yeah. Now, sucking a manager at that point. And, and this is what I'm talking about. Um, uh, most times a team, uh, you, you stumble when you're almost there, then the next time you're there, you win it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, where Pochettino had taken that that puzzle of that time, yeah. I think he should, have, he should have been given more time. Maybe maybe by now we should be talking about something. Okay, let me just finish with this. You know, uh, when you look at when uh, you look at Spurs with the with the rumors of Kane leaving, uh, I think Poch had a really good relationship with the players. That are, that are Correct me if I'm wrong, Linus. Uh, uh, okay, if I finish, finish then I'll, I'll, I'll say something towards us. Come, coming back to Tottenham, I think I think uh, Hurricane will probably stay, but uh, but when he doesn't, and Hurricane definitely leaves. You'll, you'll see players like Son wants to leave because Hurricane left. You'll see players like oh, uh, other players want to leave because Hurricane left. Basically, it's first will be will be will remain symbolic. Yeah. No. So I think I think it's it's a very good thing for Tottenham if coach comes back. Linus, I have a question. Where where, where do um Spurs actually need if if coach comes back, where do Spurs actually need to strengthen? Because Ian Vatongen actually won a trophy the other day. He's actually playing his trade, I think in Benfica or something and he won a trophy the other day. Um, obviously um Ericsson won a trophy the other day for Milan. What does where, where do Spurs actually need to strengthen to actually bring a trophy to Atlanta? Mm, I tell the weakest at the moment uh, at the defense, especially centre backs, because uh, our popular pairing was Davison Sanchez, Eric Dyer, playing in the England Treatment squad, and then an original the world who have been. I mean, at, in the past they've been great, but. I think now you're starting to see that you need a player of a certain level if you do actually want to challenge for those trophies. I mean, yeah, we do also have some, you know, like Foy, uh, who, if, if you didn't sell him, he's on loan at Villarreal, when in the UEL. Uh, there was Oli's keep at Norwich, helping them, you know, clinch the championship and, you know, earning promotion. So there's promise of there's the, there's that young promise which Pochettino knew how to identify and make the most out of. Uh, as you know, someone mentioned that Pochettino had a great relationship with the players. Towards the end of his uh, of his tenure at Spurs, he he complained that the, the players had let him down. That the players were letting him down, and Levy thought you know he's just one man. You know we could also we could lose him and find a way to uh you know keep the squad happy 
But then also Mourinho uh, made the same complaints that the players were letting him down. Yeah. So him coming back uh, could actually signal uh, uh, some players leaving the club. And so depending on what positions, we, we we do need a lot. We need we do need a lot of uh, a lot of investment in the squad. Yeah. For you, who do you think who do you think in the Spurs team needs to leave? I really can't say. I mean, uh, based on talent, <laughs> Musa Sissoko, I've watched enough of Musa Sissoko, please. please. I mean, <laughs> you've been great at some points, but I've watched enough of you for my club. Kindly, kindly, please. please. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Loris is aging at the moment. Man, I agree about. with you on Loris. I agree with you on Loris so much. because is aging. Fun, Nico. If Nico, you're listening to this podcast, Nico is obviously from Kakamega. Nico, if Nico actually re, actually read Loris, you might think that Loris is actually the best. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Loris should live. Uh, Alderweireld also. I mean, I believe yeah. his his contract yeah. is almost up. Yeah, Sanchez. <sighs> Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> See, Sanchez, he was quite expensive. He was almost, he, he, he was at the time, at the time, he was actually one of the most expensive uh, defenders, centre-backs, yeah, I think, before then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, trying to recoup that money would be easy, especially knowing Levy, so the, he could as well just stay at Spurs. Uh, Sergio Riev should also probably leave. Who is, who is Sergio Riev? Sajore. Sajore. Oh, it's Sajore. No, Sajore. Lamela. I mean, again, there's a lot. There's a, you could you could actually just make a whole case for everyone. Do you want Lamela to leave? I mean, yeah. I mean, he 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 wasn't the player that rather he he didn't fulfill the promise that that uh, he had built up. You no, know, coming from Roma, he did this star. You know the injuries, and he said, "Let's give him time to adapt." You know, maybe the English game, but he's had enough time. He's had six. I believe he's the only player from that Gareth Bale, you know, era money that still is at, as a, is at the squad. So yeah. he's been given enough time to prove himself, and he hasn't in various occasions. I mean, a lot of that squad. I mean, whatever Pochettino was able to do with that squad is is even itself remarkable. Because taking that squad to a Champions League final, you know, having that squad compete for two seasons running, you know, for the Premier for the Premier League was was actually a testament to how good of a coach he is. That squad is not has doesn't have the quality near, you know, the Man City, the Liverpool, is nothing, not close. Yeah. Man, basically, basically, a lot needs to happen, man. It's a, it's going to be a long season. Obviously, the the summer transfer window will be open from July first. We'll see how that goes. But basically, teams teams have not teams have not laid back and 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 refrained from making deals with players. Players are, are moving left, right, and centre in Europe. Basically, it's going to be a very interesting summer. A lot of changes are coming up. I just want to go on Twitter and see what Fabrizio has tweeted. I'm sure there's something that has happened. Obviously, Liverpool signed Konate. Blah blah blah. Players are moving. Um, it's going to be a very interesting season. Um, we're going to end this pod um, right here. Um, basically, cutting short very fast. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the even, big one. Even, even if you don't have DSTV. Yeah. You see, I, don't, I don't know how you guys watch soccer out there, but you see, in Joyland, 
Thank you guys for listening, man. Um, we'll see you guys in the next one.